0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Football is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs. This season, you'll find latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And hey, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season. Long, Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events like MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, MLB, and yes, the National Football League. Head on over to betonline.ag, that's betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com, whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. This is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
1: Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. You can download, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our great friends at the Allen Angus Pub, Welch & Company Jewelers, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Burton Ace Hardware. Get on over to Burton Ace Hardware today. They've got every possible thing you could ever imagine. Oh, by the way, with Syracuse now ranked number 22 in the country, Ace has boosted up that percentage off for Syracuse. Remember, when the Q's wins, you win at Ace Hardware. 20% off any one item. Well, guess what? It's now 22% off of any one item at Burton Ace Hardware, a proud ML sports platter sponsor, right in front of the Burton Bridge. On Route 11, get on over to Brewton Hardware for everything and anything you need outside and inside your home, which, look, you can get rakes and shovels. You can get patio sets still. You can get, uh, my goodness, mums. You can get um, absolutely uh, just terrific, terrific stuff. Uh, pizza ovens. You can get the uh, the big green egg cooker. It's all there, man. Brewton Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. All right, here we go. It's week four recap time in the NFL. And we go back to last Thursday, uh, which was uh, obviously the Tua Tunga Viola situation was uh, uh, just inexcusable for the NFL. You go back to the first week uh, or or the week before against the Bills. And, you know, let's face it, Matt Milano pushes Tua Tunga Viola down. That was not a penalty, by the way. Um, But he pushes him down, the head snaps back, and voila. Tua is wobbling all over the place, and, you know, he shouldn't have been in there. And the fact that the Dolphins want to tell you later on that he did go through concussion protocol, but before that it was, you know, more of, oh, well, it's a back injury. Listen, I've never seen anyone act and move like that, okay, with a back injury. Now, I know the back and the neck, you know, and and the head, you know, are all eventually connected. Okay, I get it. However, that was no back injury. And now, Tua is out for this week's game against the Jets. Clearly, he had something going on. And it's just hysterical to me um, that anybody takes the Dolphins seriously. You know, I don't know as if that, you know, that private doctor deserved to get fired. Um, was he just kind of left off the back of the train? Um, you know, was he the scapegoat? Maybe. Um, but somebody deserved to pay for that. Um, and, and, and I think it might have been on the higher level. Um, it might have been the Dolphins. It might have been Mike McDaniel. It might have been, you know, the NFL. There, there's, there's a reason why the NFL brought in all of these, you know, brain experts and, and extra people. Um, you have NFL eyes on every game uh, and at every game. Uh, in addition to the Miami Dolphin team trainers and medical people and, and, and every other team in this league. And so Tua going down like that, I mean, he got tackled really, really hard. And he was car- carted off. And his hands and his fingers looked uh, so disproportionate. They're not supposed to look like that. It was a super scary sight. It was frightening. It was disturbing. Um, you know, and and you just wish good health for him moving forward. But as many people have alluded to, medical experts and the like Uh, to a Viola suffering two major concussions within that short period of time. That's actually life threatening. So the dolphins who put him back out there, you know, in the bills game, he was right out in the the first drive of the second half. And then he was out there the rest of the game. The fact that he was out there first was a disgrace. Then the fact that he started on a short week with a standalone Thursday game against Cincy, I, I cannot even, I have no words for it. I just have no words for it. Now, the Dolphins were a spent team. You could see it on Thursday. They just didn't have the energy after playing in the heat humidity game, the fight that they had with the Bills. It took them everything and anything to beat Buffalo in a game where they were really dominated. The Bills should have won that game. Um, and the Bengals, you know, the Bengals scored 14 in the first half. They were up 14-12. You're kind of like, uh, eh, what's good? And then the Dolphins running out of gas. No points for the second ha- in the second half for the Dolphins. Uh, excuse me, they had three points in the third quarter, none in the fourth. The Bengals had none in the third, and four. 13 in the fourth, and you know, it was just too much to handle for the Dolphins. They were worn down, uh, they had to deal with Joe Burrow working off the play action with Joe Mixon running it. Burrow had a very, very good game, a very efficient game. Uh, 20 of 31 for 287 yards and two touchdowns with a QBR of 51.8, but his rating was 115.9. Uh, Joe Mixon goes for 24 carries and 61 yards and a touchdown. Pretty great stuff there. T. Higgins shredded the Dolphins in this game. Seven catches for 124 t- uh, yards and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, 4 and 81. Boyd, 2 for 47. Hearst, 3 for 27. Listen, the Bengals have an offense that is one of the best in the NFL. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Where they may be getting disrespected going into the year, it's possible. I picked them to not win uh, enough games to make the playoffs for two reasons. One, it's really, really hard to get back. Well, three reasons. One, it's really, really hard to get back to the Super Bowl. Two, the AFC is loaded. And number three, and this is kind of one that you know you 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 think about long and hard after the fact of okay, the AFC is really hard, and it's hard to get back. The the other reason was because I wasn't really quite sold on the O line last year, and the reinforcements were kind of like eh, that's that's it really, you know. And I guess the fourth reason would be the Baltimore Ravens, you know, because I had a lot of confidence going into the year that Baltimore would win the division. So, uh, but here we are, you know. Cincinnati's bounced back; they're two and two. Life is good again for the Bengals. Um, the defense looked pretty good, pretty ferocious. Uh, Sam Hubbard is awfully tough to deal with, you know, up front. Trey Hendrickson, they have bookend defensive ends. They have linebackers, safeties, and corners that can fly around. The Bengals get it done at 2-2 uh, two and two now. They have new life to this season, and that's the NFL, man. It's a week-to-week league. They were 0-2. Tons of people wrote them off. They go at the Jets, home for the Dolphins. Granted, inferior opponents, but that's what they need now. The real test is this week at the Baltimore Ravens. That's a uh, Sunday night game, actually, on NBC. All right, let's get to the rest of the games here. Um, the Sunday action, and and look, the, the games were really, really good again. Uh, the London game. The Vikings beat the Saints 28-25. to 25. Um, they just really made more plays than the Saints down the stretch. Justin Jefferson bounced back from two quiet games, um, Minnesota, when they get going, when they you know get the firepower going. It's pretty great. The Saints had the double doink from '61, which is a brutal way to lose the game. I mean, that would have tied it. Um, you know, the kicker hits the, the 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 side up, right, and then he hits the bottom part, and it's like, oh my gosh! If it's one bounce this way, it goes through, and you're going to OT. Uh, if it goes the other way, which it did, you lose the game. So an awfully difficult uh, uh, game there for the Saints to lose. But again, I'm going to keep going back to these points over and over again. The Minnesota Vikings, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender because I don't trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs on the big stage in the fourth quarter, but he is a really good regular season quarterback. And if you're looking to get to the playoffs, yeah, he's probably a top 10 quarterback who can get you there, and he puts up some major 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 numbers, right? Uh in the uh in the regular season. And he really succeeded against New Orleans in this game. I mean, he went 25 of 38, 273 in a touchdown Dalvin Cook was really good on the ground. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, 10 catches for 147. When you have a trio in the NFL, quarterback, albeit a little bit below, not a little, but below the elite level, running back, wide receiver, you can beat a lot of teams. And the Vikings are 3-1 and one, mostly because of those three individuals. Falcons beat the Browns 23-20, to 20, just a really, really sloppy uh, performance by Cleveland. Um in this game, the Falcons are just no good. They don't really have a quarterback uh, position uh, figured out here. They're they're they're, they're trying to get um, you know as much get as much as they can, um, obviously out of um, Marcus Mariota, who was awful in this game. I mean, the Falcons box score looks looks like a I mean it's, it's a joke. Kyle Pitts didn't do anything. Cordell Patterson was uh, basically held to nothing and I think got injured in this game, right? Nine carries of 38 yards and a touchdown, right? He didn't have any catches in this game. How did the Falcons win this freaking game, man? And Nick Chubb continues to be Nick Chubb. Thank you. You're on my fantasy team. 19 carries, 118 yards and a touchdown. You know, they got that out of Chubb. They got a 230-plus-yard game out of Brissett. He did throw a pick. But I just, man, you look at this, and if you're a Cleveland fan, you got to be really mad. I mean, losing to the Atlanta Falcons is just not acceptable. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, this is a team that, you know, they're 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 the biggest choke team in the NFL. Uh, they don't have a ton of talent. You got Marcus Mariota on, you know, a quarterback, and the Browns' defense is supposedly ferocious. That's a terrible loss for Cleveland. Absolutely terrible loss. Cowboys beat the Commanders twenty-five to ten. The Cooper Rush show continues, and um, you know, C.D. Lamb was getting in the act. Uh, the Cowboys are rolling at 3-1 and one because of Cooper Rush. And this is two things, right, come to mind. Number one, Cooper Rush is a solid backup quarterback. Number two, Dak Prescott isn't that good. I mean, he's just not that good. I don't even think Dak Prescott should be considered, you know, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I would not have paid him all that money. I went for about a year or two kind of trying to figure out exactly what the hell he was as a quarterback. And then I kind of really, kind of, I, I guess I probably figured it out, um, you know, last year, you know, in the, in the year before, about probably about, well, probably about the last two years, and I know he's missed some time, but the last two years overall, um, with just his game and the fact that he's always injured, I would have never given him that money. Um, the Cowboys also have a defense that is absolutely brutal to play. I mean... The commanders were so overwhelmed by the Cowboys' defense. Cowboys only had two sacks, but they had two picks. And the pressure that they applied to Carson Wentz, who stinks, uh, was just relentless. This is a team that comes at you from so many angles. You know, it starts, obviously, as we know, with Micah Parsons, who was absurd in this game. Even when he wasn't making tackles, he was filling gaps. His speed is incredible. Um, you know, they're coming at you with DeMarcus Lawrence. They're coming at you with, with uh, Van Der Esch and guys who can just fly at linebacker. They're coming at you with the secondary. Trayvon Diggs is one of the best players in the NFL. This is a brutal defense to compete against, man. I mean, absolutely brutal. And then you put that with, you know, Cooper Rush playing the way he is, and, and he's really shown to be a team leader. You got CeeDee Lamb and all the rest. The Cowboys, you know, 3-1. and one. I mean, if you're a Cowboy fan going into the year saying, hey, Dak's going to get hurt and we're going to be 3-1. and one. And I say that only because a lot of Cowboy fans still believe in Dak. I think they're obviously delusional. But I think he'd be happy. I think he'd be 3-1 and one happy no matter what, right? I mean, good grief. Uh, the Seahawks beat the Lions in a game that made no sense. I mean, when you think about Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Uh, Basically, if you had anybody in fantasy on either offense, you were making points, right? Because uh, Rashad Penny ran all over the Lions. Uh, TJ Hawkinson was everywhere, as tight end of the Detroit Lions. He went for eight catches, 179, and two touchdowns. Penny went for 17 carries, 151, and two touchdowns. These two teams combined for, combined for 93 points, man. 93! And the Lions are a team right now that if you look at a lot of the league averages... They're scoring a lot more points than a lot of the other teams in the NFL. By the way, this was without DeAndre Swift and without St. Brown, okay? And Detroit put up a 45 spot. Too bad their defense couldn't hold Seattle to 44 and would have won the game. But good God, they didn't have DeAndre Swift. They didn't have St. Brown. But it didn't matter. And Jamal Williams is a really good runner for the Detroit Lions. It just goes to show you all these teams that have a running back and a backup running back and, 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 you know, they're not – derrick henry or whatever but again there's who's derrick henry there's only one derrick henry you can find running backs in the nfl you know you really can you can find backs that's why you don't pay them tons of money and you don't draft them way high in the draft look at the 49ers i mean elijah mitchell had a great year last year he gets injured he's gone for the year oh, we'll just throw you know mr wilson jr in there and pa boom he runs all over the rams on thursday night football and he's a pretty feasible solid back up to uh um, you know to mitchell so I don't know, man. I I, I think that, uh, you know, you can find running backs like that. You can find Jamal Williams. Uh, but just an outrageous game by both teams. Did not see that one coming at all. I did, however, right before the game, right before 1 o'clock, I went into my pickums and I said, I really should switch my pick to Seattle because Swift and St. Brown weren't in there. I didn't do that and I lost. I regret that game and not picking Arizona and not picking San Francisco. But you know why I didn't pick San Francisco in my pick them, Because you never know what you're going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo. You just don't. Titans beat the Colts 24-17. Speaking of Henry, Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown. You know what this game was? This game was, simply put, a Titan toughness game. That's it. They got out early, 14-0. They led 24-10 at the half. They allowed one touchdown in the second half, and that was it. Titans didn't score in the second half, but it didn't matter. Their defense played great, and this is just one of those, hey, the Titans are dead, the Titans are boring, the Titans got blown out Monday Night Football, they don't look good offensively, Tannehill blows, uh, Derrick Henry looks old, slower step, blah, 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 the de- and boom, they win a game like this in the division, and now they're 2-2, two and two, and they have a lot new, a lot more life now. Moving forward, the Giants beat the Bears twenty to twelve. What can you say about Saquon Barkley? Thirty-one carries and one hundred forty-six yards, and obviously the muff punt uh, led to the Giants, um, you know, getting the ball and, and a huge turning point in the game. Uh, but the G men have got a little attitude with them, uh, you know, about them too. I mean, they're two and one at home; uh, they're three and one overall. Brian Dable's got him rolling as head coach. We'll see. This week, what happens with the quarterback situation? Uh, Terad Taylor's and concussion. Uh, 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 I think the final stage of concussion protocol. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, uh, pulled either a hamstring or an ankle, um, sprained an ankle. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, and, and then you have the, uh, you know, Davis Mills, a guy who knows the system. He's been there for what, three, four years. Uh, so we'll see who plays for the Giants at quarterback. Great finish to Eagles and Jaguars. This game was absolutely wild. Um, I was I was all over this game on uh on, on my phone and on red zone as I was finishing watching the Bills uh you know win and I'll get to Buffalo and Baltimore in a minute. But this game was just unbelievable, man. I mean, Jacksonville comes out just look banana land, right? Fourteen to nothing. They had the 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 interception return by my guy Andre Cisco, the former Syracuse star. He's had an unbelievable year, by the way. That's the second year a week in a row, uh second week in a row that he's had a pick six um it just had a great just a great year so far. And and I knew he was going to be really good in college, but man, he's he's even better than I thought. And then the Jags, you know, their defense is obviously really, really good. I've talked about it a bunch. You know, you've got guys who can really get after it. They have dudes, they have monsters, you know, Josh Josh Allen, you've got to Trayvon Walker. Um you you got you got some major, major, major ferocious players for the Jags. They get the ball back and uh eight plays eighty yards later, another touchdown. Trevor Lawrence just working it, working it, working it. Then the Eagles score a TD. Then the Eagles score another T D. Then the Eagles score another T D. Missed extra point 20 to 14. Then the Eagles get a field goal. They get the absolute just slam dunk touchdown. Um, they go for two, don't get the two-point conversion, 29-14. Jaguars score 29-21. You're thinking, oh, some new life is that, but then they, you know, threw punches back and forth, and that ended up being the final. Jacksonville, though, did show a lot again. I mean, this Jacksonville team is much, much better without Urban Meyer, no doubt about it. And I love, again, this Eagles offense is absolutely absurd, man. you got Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and by the way, Devontae Smith didn't even really do anything in this game, and they won by eight points. So the Eagles are rolling right now. You could argue the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the National Football League. Moving on here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Camillo's Golf Club, and Burn Dairy. Make sure you go to Burn Dairy and gas up your vehicle today at participating locations. Grab the chocolate milk, the coffee, and the donuts on your way into work. Burn Dairy. It's all good. Jets beat the Steelers 24-20. to 20. It was a close TD call uh in the end, but you know what? The Jets fought, fought, and fought some more. Zach Wilson was really good in this game. Um, you know, the Jets did not uh do jet things, turning the ball over left and right and all the rest. I mean they were they were really, really good. I thought their defense did a, a pretty solid job. Um we know Pittsburgh uh, bench Mitch Trubisky for Kenny Pickett. Um well the Jets actually Wilson threw two picks. I didn't realize that. I thought he only threw one. But um You know, either way, I mean, you know, that that was pretty much it. Wilson is, you know, has a knack for that. C.J. Mosley was all over the field for the Jets. I mean, just what a great game for him. Um, And they got three sacks, you know, on the, uh, you know, on, on the Steelers. And, you know, Pittsburgh threw four interceptions. Trubisky threw one. Kenny Pickett threw three. And the Jets defense just, I mean, they were taking advantage of all sorts of stuff, you know. All the formation packages. Pittsburgh looked like they were confused. Uh, Joyner, Whitehead, Carter II, they all picked off a, a, a ball uh, for the Jets. Uh, Joyner actually picked off, uh, had two interceptions in this game. This is a really great win for the New York Jets. And, and again, I think at the beginning of the year, I'll use the example again if you had said, hey, we're going to lose Zach Wilson and we're going to be 2 and 2, show some fight and we're going to win at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, again, against, albeit against a team that has a shaky QB situation, it's still Pittsburgh, it's still the road game, it's still Mike Tomlin uh, we didn't know about T.J. Watt at the beginning of the year um that certainly helps if you're in offense when you don't have to deal with T.J. Watt, but uh, just an overall grind it out win for the Jets. Speaking of grinding out a win, the Buffalo Bills in Baltimore, what a tremendous, tremendous victory this was a big boy win for the Bills Um and First of all, the Bills were healthier than they were against Miami the week before. And if you don't think that, you're crazy. The Bills had a fully healthy Jordan Poyer who picked off two balls. I'll get to more of that in a minute. They had Mitch Morris at center, which prevented all the things from the week before that were going on with the Dolphins with the, you know, the, the miss snaps and the miscommunication and not understanding and communicating the count, Van Roten and others. I mean, it was an ugly deal from the center position. Mitch, Mitch Morris, when he's healthy, is arguably the best center in the NFL, um, and he was just fantastic in this game against the Baltimore Ravens. Snapping it, uh, communicating with Allen, blocking the whole deal. He's really, really, really good when he's in there and healthy. Um, so they had Morse back. Uh, you know, you had a situation also where, you know, the Bills, they played Gabe Davis, but he still didn't look quite right. And I wonder if it's just time to maybe, you know, a couple weeks to, to, to you know, maybe just kind of shut him down, you know, maybe maybe even this week and the week after against KC and then have the bye week and just come back strong against Green Bay. Uh, the Bills also had Dane Jackson back. So, you know, and the safety's played well. DeMar Hamlin, you know, is fully in there. He's entrenched. Uh, filling in for Micah Hyde, you have Jaquan Johnson off the bench. Guys are getting reps. They're rotating. Uh, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, no defensive backs like the back of their hand. And it shows. And the Bills, in the beginning of the game, however, they looked awfully lackluster. I mean, they looked like they weren't even in it. Josh Allen was all over the place, threw an early pick. McDermott, you know, on the sideline, looked like he just didn't have a lot of emotion. He looked tired. Uh, he looked frustrated. And the Bills were down in this game. Um, you know, I used, and they're they down 20 to 10 at the half. Before that, I was using some reverse psychology with my wife. I was like, you know what? If they come back, great. It's lucky. It's this, it's that. Knowing full well the NFL, you know when you're down. I guess it was 17 points, 20 to three. You know, 17 points still with that offense. It's just going to take one thing to click. One thing to click. If the defense can get a couple stops, you score again. Boom! It's you know, you're 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 more than back in it, right? Um, so I use some reverse psychology, saying, "Ah, eh, no, you know, I'm. I don't know. I don't know about this game. Whatever. Let's just throw it away." They're not buttoned up. It's not their day. I was like, but they can still win. In the back of my mind, I'm like, they can still win. They can still come back. They have Josh Allen. And then Josh Allen did Josh Allen stuff, you know. And, you know, when it was 20-3, to the Bills getting that big, big, big touchdown drive. 11 plays, 76 yards over 138. Isaiah McKenzie with a four-yard pass from Allen. Um, Then the Bills, you know, held. They get a field goal. Then the Bills get the ball back. Another spectacular drive by um, the Bills, which was finished by Josh Allen on a wicked great play call by Ken Dorsey. Had a little bootleg out, ran to the left, unbelievable play fake. He runs it in from 11 yards. It was a 9-play, 80-yard drive with 327, uh on the clock in that drive. Third quarter ends, fourth quarter, they go back and forth. Nobody can really get anything done. The Bills, the first interception by Jordan Poyer, the Bills completely squandered that. The Ravens get the ball back late, um, and uh, well, not late, late, but you know, relatively late. Uh, and they're down there, fourth and goal. And Jim uh, John Harbaugh wanted to go for the the win. He did that. Lamar Jackson rolled out to the right. He was getting pressured by Rousseau, pressured by Shaq Lawson, and he did not see his receiver right away. And he delayed, and then he saw him, and then baboom, throwing that ball late. Jordan Poyer read it. He came all the way across. If you haven't seen the video. It's outrageous. It's unbelievable the play Jordan Poyer made. So he gets the ball, picks it off. That was the other thought process, too, with with with, with Harbaugh was, hey, if we don't get this, they're going to be pinned by the goal line. Well, guess what? Lamar threw the pick in the end zone, so that means that they sent him back out to the 20, obviously, with a touchback. And so the Bills had new life. They drive down the field, 12 plays, 77 yards over, 409. Great clock management by the Bills. They knew exactly what to do. Devin Singletary, you know, stopped short of the end zone. Allen knew exactly, you know, hey, if we get a first down here, we tick-tock it down, we can call timeout. This game's going to be over. We can kick a field goal. And they did exactly that. Tyler Bass for the win, 23-20, taking care of the Baltimore Ravens. As time expires, just a big boy win for the Bills, especially with what happened, um, you know, last week in Miami. And now the Bills host Pittsburgh, you go at Kansas City, you know, and then you have the bye week, and then you have the Packers on Sunday night, and then the Bills have a lot of games that they should be favored by and favored by a lot, and they need to go on a run if they want to make home field advantage happen in the AFC. But just a great, great all-around comeback win for the Bills, and a big boy win. It's a conference win. It's going to go a long way in the standings for home field and all the rest, so pretty good win for the Bills. Uh, the Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. to The Chargers just kind of played, I thought, an inferior team um, and took advantage of it. Uh, too much Austin Eckler, too much Justin Herbert, too much Mike Williams. Uh, that's the trio. Uh, the Chargers, they they were back, at least for the time being. Again, you have to kind of consider the opponent, but they had to win that game on the road. I mean, they didn't have a choice. If they lose that game... Chargers are in big trouble at one and three, but instead they're two and two. And in this league, two and two looks a lot different than three and one. Cardinals twenty six, Panthers sixteen. Um, Carolina was up ten to three at the half and completely fell apart. Twenty three points scored. Uh, Hollywood Brown had just an awesome, awesome catch. Uh, impressive TD with both feet in bounds, kind of ballerina his way in. Uh, just a fantastic, fantastic game from Kyler Murray, Connor. And uh, James Conner and then uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, there's the trio for the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury had uh, the play calls dialed up, and the Cardinals looked pretty good, pretty flashy. Now they're two and two, and the Panthers fall to one and three. The Packers 27-24 winners over the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick throwing headsets and all the rest, but um, in the end, you know, it went to overtime. Uh, the Patriots had their third-string quarterback. And you know what? I mean, they almost won the game against Green Bay. So, you know, it was all Tom Brady, right? I mean, come on. Bill Belichick didn't forget how to coach. Um, Plus, every head coach who's going to the Hall of Fame or is in the Hall of Fame has had an elite quarterback Belichick and Brady, Walsh and Montana, Bradshaw and Knoll, Bart Starr and Vince Lombardi, Roger Staubach and Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman, Jim Kelly and Marv Levy. I can go on and on. Dan Marino and Don Shula. I can go on and on and on with this in terms of the Hall of Fame quarterback and the Hall of Fame head coach. Um, But the Patriots were down that third string. It did show kind of in the end. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got the ball back and and went down and did his thing. I thought this was a really, really important game for uh, Green Bay from the standpoint that they won again with their new DNA. They won again with ground and pound, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. Uh, Rodgers was not all the way sharp until really you know, the end. I mean, he threw that bad pick, but he found his people. Uh, Lazard gets better every game. Get, Dubes gets better every game. Uh, he's working in Tanyan slowly but surely. Randall Cobb, his old friend, caught three balls. So he's a guy uh, in Aaron Rodgers right now who is starting to understand and learn and adjust to the uh, situation you know and the situation is we're gonna beat you in the 20s we don't want to win games 38 to 35 we don't want rogers throwing it 45 times ground pound defense get after it and that's what green bay did in this game big time win for the raiders over the broncos 32 to 23 by the way. Um, not that I've noted this for all the games, but uh, Packers 3-1, Patriots 1-3. Uh, I'll, I'll zip through some records here when I'm done and then hand out a game ball. Three more games to go, though, uh, to break down here on the NFL Week 4 Recap brought to you by Welch Company Jewelers and Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Um, the Raiders, they, they had to win this game. I mean, it, it, listen, it's hard to win four in a row in the league. It's hard to lose four in a row in the league. And this was a home game. The crowd was getting after it. The Raiders' defense was terrific. They capitalized on that fumble with that scoop and score TD. That was a huge play in the game. And uh, Russell Wilson, um, you know, he only threw it 25 times. I-, I think Denver could probably benefit from him throwing it um, more. The big, big news out of this game was Javante Williams, a talented running back for Denver. Out for the year with a torn LCL and ACL. That's just devastating news. Josh Jacobs on the other side was fantastic running the ball for the Vegas Raiders. That allowed Derek Carr to get to Devontae Adams more. He actually looked his way more. He targeted him more and um, just thought this was a much-needed win you know, for the Raiders. Their defense was even you know, uh, pretty involved uh, in, in the game. Uh, they were swarming. Um, we've been waiting for Chandler Jones to kind of produce some sacks. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, but Max Crosby certainly has and had two sacks on the day and just could add a lot more. You know, the double teams were ferocious. He is one of the best players in the NFL. That guy is a menace rushing after the quarterback up front for the Vegas Raiders. So a great win for them. Chiefs beat the Buccaneers 41-31. to I mean, is this offense better without Tyreek Hill? I mean, that's kind of where we're going here. I, it was laughable to think that uh, people thought the Chiefs were going to die you know, without without Tyree Kill, uh, it's just absurd. I mean, this guy Patrick Mahomes is just a magician. How about that spinorama deal? You know, it looked like he was going to run it in. Defender commits, and he kind of just kind of does a little jump shot, jump shot pass for a touchdown. Ridiculous. Uh, Edwards Lair gets better and better every game. Uh, and then the receiver core. I mean, it's it's Travis Kelsey, it's Valdez Scantling, it's Smith Schuster, it's Moore, it's Ford. I mean, it, it, it it's Hardman. I mean, it's, there's so many guys who can catch the ball. And um, you know the Chiefs' defense certainly made more plays in the end uh, as well. Tom Brady uh, was was unbelievable in this game. He was 39 of 52 for 385 yards and three touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough because the juggernaut Chiefs kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And this was easily the worst game defensively for Tampa in 2022. Uh, finally, the Monday night game was a terrific, terrific win. Uh, the highlight was Debo Samuel. Uh, highlight reel, as Joe Buck said, uh, took it to the house, 57 yards. What an unbelievable catch he made. Um, could have easily been an interception had it been thrown like a maybe six inches lower, uh, but instead Samuel grabs it, steals it right out of the air, and then makes a million moves from left to right, you know, and, uh, and scores a touchdown, and the 49ers get a huge win at home in the division. That's what you want. They needed it bad, and again, I didn't pick San Francisco in the pick 'em because I just don't know what you're going to get out of Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't know, you know. I have no idea what it, what, what what you're going to get, and so in this spot, um, you know, he was he was great, and you know, he had no interceptions. He threw it 27 times. He utilized Jeff Wilson Jr., who had a big time run in this game. You know, 18 carries, 74 yards and a touchdown. This is the recipe if the Niners are going to win. They're going to win with a ferocious defense, franchise, like cornerstone players on defense. I mean, their defense sacked Matt Stafford seven times. The L.A. Rams offensive line is awful. But by the same token, the 49ers defense, I mean, listen, you got to deal with a lot of guys, man. You got to deal with Fred Warner. You got to deal with Nick Bosa. You got to deal with Armstead. This, this dude, Hassan Ridgeway, I mean, my God. I mean, talk about coming into your own here six years uh, into the league, the, the the fourth rounder out of Texas. Good grief. I mean, now he's he's a major problem. I mean, he's, he's like all over the place in terms of as a defensive tackle. I mean, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable defensive tackle who's clogging up lanes, pushes the line to get to the quarterback. He can stop the run. I mean, he's really developed into a player. Um, you know they had seven total sacks. Um, Abukam had two. You know Nick Bosa had two. Uh, Amenahu had one. Uh, you had Lenore had one. I mean th- this defense. That's the way the Niners want to win games. They won twenty four to nine. They wanted, you know, with their defense and with a solid ground game and with their X factor, Mister Spectacular, Debo Samuel. You know six catches, one hundred fifteen yards and a touchdown. And Jimmy Garoppolo not making mistakes. That's how they want to win games in this league. And they did it against the Rams. Now 2-2 two and two, uh, the Rams, as are the 49ers. Um, my game ball this week, oh man, it, it's tough. I'm between a couple of guys, but because people were saying he was slowing down and you know got stuffed by the Bills on Monday Night Football and all that, Derrick Henry coming back with an 114-yard performance on 22 carries and a touchdown. You know what? A lot of the doubters, a lot of the haters were out there, and he proved them wrong, and he showed that he's still Derrick Henry. So for that reason, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. If you're wondering what the standings look like, let's rip through that quick, and then we'll sign off. Dolphins 3-1, Bills 3-1, Jets 2-2, Patriots 1-3. That's the AFC East. In the North, 2-2 Two and two Browns, two and two Bengals, two and two Ravens, one and three Steelers. Kind of had a feeling the division would look like this uh, all year long. AFC South: Jaguars two and two, Titans two and two, Colts one and two, Texans zero and three, Chiefs three and one, Chargers two and two, Broncos two and three, uh, two and two, uh, and the Raiders are one and three. In the NFC, the East: the Eagles, the only unbeaten team in the NFL, four zero. Oh, got the Cowboys at three and one, as are the Giants, plus one and three. Washington in the north Packers Vikes both three and one Bears two and two Lions scored a ton of points but losing games as usual one and three is what the record says Buccaneers Falcons both two and two in the south Panthers one and three Saints are one and three and the Niners Rams Cardinals and Seahawks are all two and two in the NFC West which is the only division to have a situation like that the ML Sports Platter thanks for listening please download subscribe rate and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our great friends at Camillo's Golf Club, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Rosie's Corner, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Get on over to Stumbling Monkey today. The Growlers, the Crowlers, the Mug Club, they've got awesome beers, man, on tap. If you're in and around Victor in Rochester, New York, terrific place. They've got the Oatmeal Stout rolling right now. The IPAs, they've got the Amber Ale, the Lime, uh, the Raspberry Lime. You can get your Cream Ale, uh, the Seltzers. Everything is there at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. And make sure you visit their website before your visit at stumblingmonkeybeer.com. Dot com That's stumblingmonkeybeer.com. And they're also serving Finger Lakes area wine and New York spirits. So they're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Closed on Monday. And remember, 18.5 ounces uh, is the mug for larger pours every day. You get one free pour per month. Complimentary pour for new beers on weekend of release. And $2 off growler fills with the mug club. You just sign up for 100 bucks You get all those benefits from Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap, thank you to the friends of the program as well. Uh, Daryl Aber, Bob Lindsley, the Alonzo family, and uh, the Swan and Whitaker families could not thank all of those individuals uh, enough for their support of the platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Sports, and of course, subscribe to my YouTube page, Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. MyHotTub.com
0: is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control and extensive warranty and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last.